0: Welcome back to another episode of Say Something Interesting. Um, we are the follow-up podcast here at East Lake Tri-Cities, and we are following up um week three of restlessness on the road. So here with me today is our teaching pastor, Brent. And Hi guys. it's me, Mallory. We're back on track. We've two weeks in a row. we you know I'm just
1: letting you do this intro. You just keep driving. I know. You're just not sure how what do I get off? What's the line that well, I say? And right
0: before I we were testing our sound, and every time I test the sound after we're listening to it so i feel kind of silly the whole time but i'm getting more used to this podcast here, thing here's then.
1: what happens is we record like a test one two, three, test one two three i go first because i'm the one clicking the buttons over here and then she'll go and then we replay it back
0: and i speak over it like we're doing it again yes
1: and i'll just play it and my mouth's not moving i'm not saying test one two three and then when it's supposed to be just listening for her mic She comes back in, so we got this, like, double voice thing going on. It's happened three times in a row, I think. just
0: giving you guys the insight of my awkwardness.
1: Happy Thanksgiving week for you. Yes. Got exciting plans this weekend?
0: We are heading to Port Ludlow, where my parents live. That's right. So we're debating on... Actually, we're going to. We decided we're going to wake up super early and gamble on the kids. Wake them up at, like, 4.30 Gamble on
1: the kids. I love it.
0: And just so we can get there and kind of prevent some traffic. We have to go over Snoqualmie Pass. So that's a little bit of a, gamble in itself it's supposed to snow and that way we can maybe avoid some traffic in tacoma i did see
1: that yeah some uh some snow on the pass and Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you traveling making that make sure you give yourself a little extra time Mm -hmm. take it slow and uh listen to lots of podcasts on the way definitely keep keep you awake the whole time so maybe maybe that's what this is yeah maybe we're keeping people awake
0: podcast
1: we're keeping people awake and alive (laughs) that's awesome good for us i wonder if
0: i can convince alex to listen to my to listen to listen back with me of this podcast. We'll he, has he ever listened? We'll see. Uh he's list, he listens to the talks. Okay. I think he's never listened. He's never the, listened to you? No.
1: Oh, come on, he's Alex. He's not a big
0: podcast listener. I'm
1: going to assume he's listening to this one. I'm going to say, "Hi Alex, hey." Okay.
0: Buddy. He we'll showed see. me his
1: hunting uh trip photos oh, from this yes. last weekend. Oh, yeah, he He's been to doing pretty well. Yeah,
0: he's been loving that.
1: I bet that's pretty exciting. Yes. Uh so this last uh Saturday, Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Saturday. Uh, we went up into the woods. I talked oh, about yes, it a little I bit saw on those Sunday, and I, too. I, I I wanted to bring it up because I wanted to clarify. In the course of my message on Sunday, I said we went up into the woods to you know find our own tree. All we had we had. I said something about an axe, like we're gonna. You know, I I don't, I don't know. I can't. I'd have to listen back to it and see if I said I was going to use an axe or not. But what happened is Kylie then posted pictures of our trip, and it's me clearly holding. A, uh, a chainsaw. A, uh, a, what are you looking for?
0: Cade. I left him downstairs with the babysitter. <coughs> and I always bring him up.
1: Oh, <laughs> She's over here. All of a sudden, she freaks out. And I'm like... I'm
0: like, where's Cade? I thought you kept
1: saying cane, like a walking cane. I'm like, I don't... Do you want to go stop and go I get him? I should
0: probably go get him.
1: Okay. We're going to pause this. <laughs> so on Saturday this last weekend, our small group uh, went up to the Natchez Forest... And uh, there's like five couples, a bunch of kids. We uh, threw the trailer on the back of our car and, and uh, drove up there with chainsaws and were axes. Were you guys in Tollgate?
0: I couldn't tell where uh, you guys no, were in the pictures. No,
1: Natchez. So like three oh, Yakima Natchez. Up, you towards, said Natchez. Yeah, okay. up towards uh, White Pass. Right. Oh, Like literally almost to White Pass Right. Um, is f- how far up you had to go. No snow. And you have to you know, go to the spot where there's actually trees. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we get up there and, and, uh, had a great time, went around looking for our, our, tree, got a nice, a nice big Charlie Brown looking tree. Awesome. And, uh, I think it's a ponderosa pine is what they're called. Anyways. Um,
0: first time you guys have cut your own tree
1: first time. Oh, that's yeah. awesome.
0: Your kids are at great ages. Like, it was memorable. Awesome. Like
1: we spent, uh, there's five couples. So we spent like probably an hour kind of hunting and, and doing all the stuff. And then we built a fire and like had uh hot cocoa and that's awesome. it was, it was awesome. But on Sunday during the message, I mentioned that we I we had an axe and um, we did have an axe. Uh, we did not. I did not use the axe. I, I think I made it. Maybe have made it sound like I axed down this tree, um, and then Kaya clearly posted a picture of me holding an electric chainsaw. A
0: chainsaw. Yeah.
1: Um, so I just wanted to clarify. If you look at the size of the tree. Uh, it, the axe would not have made sense. It was no. not, th- the, the whole tree is the the thickness of like not even my ankle. Um, it is a very thin tree. <laughs> and, uh, and so I apologize if, apologize if I was trying to make it sound more manly than it actually was. <laughs> oh, that's um, awesome. But uh, in fact, my daughter London did the actual cutting with the electric. So I, I I did nothing. I didn't even axe or chainsaw. I just basically held the tree and... Uh, tried to convince the kids that it's not that one. Kylie wanted like the highest tree, like super tall. And I'm like, I'm, I was trying to talk to her about, you know, like we have a roof, like <laughs> right, so we, so we right, could go. But you, it is that Griswold thing where you like underestimate how big something how is. How big a tree is. And well, and
0: do you guys put your tree in your m- the, uh, first living room? room. No, second one, second one by okay. the
1: We've bounced back and forth, but um, so you guys are one tree family.
0: Want. I've seen on Instagram people are. Like three or four trees. Yeah. And my. Sister. She wanted a
1: second tree and I'm we like, were going to put it out in the front yard and oh. then not do lights on the house, which would have been That's like actually genius. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Because I'm looking then at my. That's roof. what
0: Alex's job is today before we leave.
1: Yeah. My roof this morning is like ice fest. And I'm like, oh. that just feels like. Yeah. Sorry. Is he doing it today?
0: He's doing it today because our whole neighborhood. <laughs> I'm has, sure it's fine. In last your year. Last <laughs> year we were the only house that didn't have lights on. Oh um yeah, we had some stuff going on last year, and so we didn't do it. And I'm like, we have to put lights on our tree. Like, our neighbors are really nice and sweet, but they're very like, did you mow your lawn today? Did you, you know, yeah, Ever yeah, yeah. So, he's doing See, it. See, ours today.
1: is uh, similar in terms of our, our lawn. We know we have to mow our lawn whenever everybody yes. else does. But they're all so old, none of them put lights on their houses. Oh. And so, we're like the only ones. But we mm-hmm. feel like we kind of have to do it as the... As the youthful generation <laughs> right. in our neighborhood. So, <laughs> right. I don't know how that works. This is all super exciting uh, to all of you, I'm sure. Um, but uh, we also uh, continued our series uh, on Sunday with part three um, of uh, On the Road. And we talked about ambition on Sunday and uh, kind of looked into a, a, a verse, uh, a section of verses in 1 Thessalonians that the first time I've ever preached out of First Thessalonians before, and the reason oh. I know that is because typically I have like a commentary collection in my office of, you know, here was so and so's thoughts on what John wrote or what James wrote or whatever, and I do not own a commentary on First Thessalonians. Or I didn't until going into this series, and I was like, I probably need to uh, finish off my collection with this and and pick one of these things up. So I I picked one up. But anyways, um, yeah. It's and that a, is
0: a common verse. I, I've heard that verse numerous times, but it isn't something that comes up super often. It's more used in um, isolation, that you hear that verse in isola- isolation. Okay, not
1: this is good. So you, you've you heard that being used before. In what context? What, what were they trying to tell you?
0: Regarding, like, striving. Okay. Like, doing, striving too much for who? Why are you striving? What is that? Um, I don't know if it was a Bible study, or I distinctly remember learning through that. Through that verse, and I, I think it was the context of striving. Yeah, um, you know, like, like don't
1: try to do too much. Don't try to do too Be much. Content with what you have. For, yes, okay. and see, I, I felt the same way. I like, I, I, in the in between services, I was like, I, for me, this was like a common Christian mm-hmm. teaching kind of growing up, and neither Gary nor Megan hmm. had really heard. That verse used in that context before, and I was like, oh man, maybe I'm maybe I'm in isolation. maybe that's just i'm I'm a weirdo over here of doing that. Hmm. Um, so it's good to hear that somebody else had done it. Uh, there's not a ton to talk about in first Thessalonians. It's probably why you know it's one of those letters where the focus is really um, uh, the the primary focus of it is these Thessalonians are living in a certain way uh, that is really short-term mentality because they really do genuinely think, Jesus is coming back, like, next week. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the biggest concern in the entire book is not necessarily, like, living off of the generosity of others. That was a—that's kind of a secondary thing. The primary one is they're living in fear because some of them—some of their friends had died prior to Jesus' return, and they're, like, they missed out. Like, like they— uh, what what's in it for them? Like, what are their options now? And and they're like sad to see their friends die, and then and then also miss out. And so Paul has to write to them and be like, I don't think that's how it works. I think that there's like something more going on. I don't. And, and he takes approaches of this is what it's going to look like. But you you see in so many different spots, he's like, this is all kind of a guessing game. But this is what we we think we know. or This is what we hope for, right? So this is the Christian hope uh, that that these things take place. But they were so concerned about death and questions about the finality of it, and Paul addresses a little bit more of that in first Thessalonians chapter five, which it's not a very big book that's towards the end, but, but yeah, anyways. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that, that is essentially where I learned it from, but I also think that, um, it not also an ambition, but also more in, um, why you're doing what you're doing, not necessarily striving to do too much, but it, whatever you're doing, why are you doing it? Yeah. The Why behind what you do? Whether it be work, family, whatever it is, what's your why behind it?
1: I was excited yesterday because there is a few people I had in mind when I'm writing this. It's just a pastor of this church, right? Mm-hmm. The people that I know and their lifestyles, and and whether I know them personally or whether I just follow them on Facebook and kind of know what they're about. Like I know that they're ambitious people, and so I've I I was so I was excited to see a, a, just in particular a couple of faces walk through mm-hmm. the door yesterday. Um, Because I think that sometimes that there is a, a undercurrent in Christian teaching of like super anti-pride, super anti-ego. And for that to bleed into ambition and be like, don't try and be something that don't try to be too big for your britches in hillbilly elegy type language. Um, Like just be content with kind of where you're at. And it's really hard for, for these kind of ambitious people to be like, I can't do that. I, I mean, I can't just cash checks and status quo, and you know, everything's right. going to be okay. And, and
0: ambition can sometimes look egotistical, and and I think in very our, much so. Right in our society, it's it, and kind of going back to the boundaries thing. Like you, you're no one wants to say like when when they've succeeded, they're like, oh yeah, they're showing off. They're you know, they got it all, but then. If they're failing, you're saying like, oh, you should have worked harder. Yeah. You know, and so there's that in between of how does it look to be ambitious with grace and with humility Um, because being ambitious helps others. If you're ambitious, like there's a lot of things that you can do for your family and your community if your ambition is cleared in the right way and so
1: there's no question that that is the pendulum swing of ambition ambition when taken to its wrong extreme is pride ego and then in scripture has a ton to say about that and um like just the christian tradition in general has a lot to say about that because that's just the the fundamental i mean c.s lewis calls pride the great sin Mm -hmm. that's what it's all about right so totally understand that um in fact one of the quotes that i was gonna do uh but i cut uh, which is, I knew I'd bring it up in this podcast, is a quote from uh, Blaise Pascal, um, who wrote *Pensees* and some other thoughts. He was a mathematician, um, but anyways, um, he he writes about vanity. He goes, vanity pervades every occupation. A, a, a baker can have... Uh, uh, vanity can slide into vanity, uh, you know. Can can move in that direction. Uh, a cobbler, uh, you know, he's he's writing from the I don't know fourteenth century, so mm-hmm. he's using all these occupations. But he's like, doesn't matter what you do. There's always a sense at, in which pride can be involved. People can write things because they want them to be read, which is a sense of pride. People read things because they want to be people who have read things. Um, and he goes,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: you know what I mean. And then, And, right. then, and then he goes, even me writing this. Um, I maybe even want to write about the negative aspects of vanity so that you're aware of the fact that I have an aspect of vanity or perspective on vanity and you reading this dot, dot, dot. Right. And he's like, you're
0: motivated by that, whether it be like good reads or however you track your books, you know, like, okay, I've read this many books. I've finished this many, you know, whatever it might be. Like we're totally motivated by like being able to showcase what we've done.
1: Yeah. Uh, and there's a, a sense in which uh, so are you, do you do a Goodreads book challenge? Mm-hmm. What's your What's your challenge? Can I ask you what your challenge is for this? So
0: year? I've struggled seriously like the last three years since I finished my master's degree. I've really struggled to read for fun, um, and so I've just done. A
1: I think book- that probably young kids factors into that equation a little. bit. Oh,
0: true, true. <laughs> well, and I keep going back and forth on doing Audible and. I listen to a ton of podcasts, so I've tried to get into audiobooks, but I just can't. Um Neither but so I've tried to my goal is a book a month. Okay. Because I feel like that's doable for me and it's I can like track it that's, better.
1: Is that a healthy pace for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And and when you get done, is it like rewarding to post like oh, as soon as you for finish sure.
0: it, I, I want to post <laughs> my like review of it. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, you post reviews, reviews or like,
0: no, I don't care about the review. I put a star, saying, but like, I, star. Almost, I, I almost, I almost never, never review something. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's an author that like I listen to on their podcast and like, I like want to give them some kudos, you know, like yeah. they've asked for reviews or whatever. Right. And I like them enough to do it. Yeah. But that's really rare.
1: Yeah. I, I did just finish that hillbilly elegy book. Yes. Um, uh, just the other night. And I, the, so somebody had re- wrote on a connect card this week. Um, Hey, it'd be nice to have a reading list of what you're reading through mm. to, f- you know, supplement kind of this so that we're not coming into this blindsided on Sunday morning. Cause they, I think they really like the uh, idea of ambition. I listen, I had no idea that hillbilly LG was going to factor into ambition in mm-hmm. the way they did. It was literally like,
0: you just y- happened to be reading it. And
1: it's, that's how most of my stuff is mm-hmm. like, as I know I'm going to talk about something, then I kind of read and view things through the lens of that. That's why I'm like, I want to try and get a direction on what I'm going to be talking about or series-wise early so that as I'm going through life. It's well, and be like, I think
0: we all at Eastlake and other kind of maybe non-denominational churches like the aspect of taking reading that's not straight from the Bible yes, and right. saying like, how can I make this applicable to biblical teaching because this is life like hillbilly algae is real life and so how can our lives right now be reflective upon that so i can totally see why people are and then
1: and then the goal for me then too would be the same thing for you with sundays my hope would be that you come on a sunday you hear about ambition the positive negative aspects of it why you know you were designed to have it but it can definitely go awry and then, like, the rest of the week, you begin to see circumstances in your life. Mm-hmm. Almost like me reading a book and then factored into what I'm, I'm like, listening to. You go through life now, and this week you've been inundated with ambition. Mm-hmm. You're going to sit around a, a, a Thanksgiving table with friends and family members, right, that you haven't seen in a while. They're going to a- update you on their life and your life and what are you doing? What's what's mm-hmm. the latest with you, right? And you're going to hear people who are talking ambitiously. You're going to be talking to people who have kind of accepted... Um, status quo or like, you know, have this very pessimistic outlook on it. So you're going to hopefully wrestle with this ambition thing kind of all week long. I I just think that that's kind of how life in general works. Oh,
0: definitely. And
1: You are interested in shopping for a red Prius and all of a sudden you see 20 red Priuses on the road, you know, like they were there the whole time. You're just more aware of it now Mm -hmm. in the same way. Hopefully Sundays begin this or church in general, but, you know, your reading or whatever opens you up to a mind frame, a, a perspective of looking at things and then feeding that perspective mm-hmm. further. So definitely. Yeah. Um, good. I, uh, I, I think the, 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 so the big three points on Sunday were essentially that, uh, we we, it's, it's been ingrained into us, not just from a secular standpoint in our parents and our environments around us, which I think is true. Uh, but also from, you know, God himself in this way, um, that the idea, uh, number two, do you have the wording there for number two? I, I can, I can kind of come up with it, but if it was on there, she's got two pages of notes, everybody.
0: I know I'm actually a, not a great hand note taker. I'm a better, um, <laughs> computer note taker. Oh,
1: ambition. That. The opposite of ambition isn't humility. That's what it is. Uh, it's sloth laziness <laughs> and all of the other things. Cause that's when I went into the, the Thessalonians piece. Yes. Um, and, uh, and which is again, coming back to the idea of pride and, and whatever else, um, yeah, I, I think that we we are st- we can be ambitious with the level of humility. Like, there's got to be some people in your life that you can think of who are ambitious. Like, you respect their ambition mm-hmm. level. Like, they're just doing things, but like they're humble about it. And that's like the that's the sweet spot, man. That's where I think that's the kind of people I want to be around and I want to be like. And definitely. And uh, so, yeah, that's a, a big spot.
0: I think. Um, that, and I, I actually did have that written down. I couldn't read my own notes. Um, but when I lived in Nashville, ambition was like, I mean, if you know Enneagram, everyone's an Enneagram three in Nashville or like some sort of an achiever. Cause either they're trying to make it in the music career, yep. they're we're there moving for to Nashville,
1: ex- we're moving to LA. Those yeah. Are the two. There's
0: two extremely good schools, um, Vanderbilt and Belmont. And there's actually a bunch of other colleges. So people are either in school, in business, there's tons of business stuff going on down there too. And so it's kind of like I actually laughed when I was going through this. Uh, do you know the comedian John Chris? Uh huh. He always like jokes like check your heart. Uh huh. And you know it's kind of like that. Like check your heart. Like where where is your ambition like leading, and why are you? You know what does it look like? And so I think Nashville taught me a lot about humility and what that looks like, and just it being okay to. Just be doing what you're doing, but still be ambitious in what it is. Like if you're working for the tiniest nonprofit or you're working for um, uh, one of the, a lot of people work for healthcare down there. So one of the huge healthcare as a consultant, because like people in my program either work for nonprofits or work for huge companies and make way more than the people that decided to stay in nonprofit. But we all still work together and still we're ambitious.
1: Yeah. Have you uh, read about John Chris lately? No. Uh- <laughs> Uh, he was a little overly ambitious in some, uh, relationship anyways. Oh,
0: yeah, oh yeah. no, I'll look it up because I know he had a Netflix with ambition. thing. Oh, that's funny. No, I don't actually know a lot about him. I just, yeah. what look at his memes and like funny things he posts about church. Sure. I'll definitely Google yeah, him. Yeah. Or, or if you're listening, you can Google him too and yeah. get a chuckle on what's go. going on too.
1: Not great. Um, <laughs>
0: made me laugh and cough at the Mallory's same time. got her smoker's cough yep, going still, on. She, she going picked on. up
1: smoking this week, and yep. uh, it's right at four packs a day already.
0: Yeah. No, I tried to come to church headfirst. last week, and Alex goes, Mallory, you sound awful. No one will sit by us, because <laughs> I am ambitious in that way. Like, I cannot handle Messing up our schedule. Yeah. And I sounded awful last week. And he was like, No, we're not going to church. Like, you sound awful. Yeah. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll listen. And I pouted the whole morning. I <laughs> go. But so, yeah.
1: Hey, what else you got? Uh, anything else on, on your list of notes? You have so much writing on there. I'd yeah, hate to not give it I you had platform. a lot
0: of sports references. It reminded me a lot of growing up of ambition and how I grew up of um, sports were really important in my family. And now I look back and I just think there's so much more to. The winning of the game, and my mom was awful. Never paid attention to any game. Never knew who won. Never knew how many points we scored. Like she had the right mentality of why we were in those sports. Like it wasn't for, and we it would drive me crazy. She'd be like, "Oh, that was a great game." I'm like, "Mom it was awful. Like I played the awful," but she would have no idea. It was all yeah. about like. Being in there, being with your teammates, learn, you know. So I kind of had some sports references in that. There's
1: a shirt floating around Instagram ads right now that Kylie (laughs) has clicked on multiple times that says, I just hope both teams had fun.
0: Oh, that is my mom completely. And that is Kylie's shirt. Or she, every time we watch football and like a kicker misses it like, I feel so bad for oh, them. Please. I'm like, I don't. They're making millions of yeah. dollars. They're fine.
1: Shankopotamus, that's oh, what yes. I would say.
0: She's yeah. always like, oh, I just feel so bad for them. <laughs> they,
1: they have one job. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that that's what came up with me and just how you teach your kids. I think your ambition changes when it's in your kids' eyes, like how you want your kids to be ambitious yeah. and what you want their end goal to be.
1: Good stuff. Uh, All right, well, uh, that'll do it for this week's episode. We are going to skip our Say Something Interestings today. Um, We are on a little bit of a time crunch again. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're trying to figure out, balance the schedule thing out because we're doing a base camp thing that her and I are leading. I did want to mention one quick announcement. Um, We are going to be doing Christmas Mug Sundays for the entire month of December. So uh, bring your favorite Christmas mug on Sunday. Take a little uh, picture of it. Tag us on your social medias. uh, And then we will be announcing... Uh, the winner each week of two gift cards, two coffee drink cards to uh, Kagan's next door, and the
0: hashtag is Eastlake Mugshot.
1: Eastlake Mugshot, uh, and we'll be announcing the winners on this podcast. So yeah. uh, we'll also be contacting you. You don't have to like have to listen to this, but if you're already listening to this, you probably already anyways. So anyways, uh, yeah, take a picture. East hashtag East like mugshot and, uh, and then we'll announce winners every Tuesday and, uh, free coffee for, for awesome. a couple people through the holidays. So get you going. Cool. That'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Safe driving wherever it is you're headed. Have a great Thanksgiving. Yep. Happy Thanksgiving. And, uh, enjoy your black Friday shopping. We'll talk about it, uh, next week. See awesome. ya. Awesome.